Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. We hope you're building yourself. We hope you're building a team. We hope you're building a business. Whatever you're working on or towards, we want to be part of that journey. We help you through training, consulting, and coaching. But We also have some special guests on our podcast that help building you so you can build others. Today, I'm grateful to have David Fisher on the podcast. David, J.P. Fisher, also known as DeFish, is a speaker, coach, and author of nine books, including the best-selling Hyperconnected Selling and Networking in the 21st Century. He's a sales Hall of Fame inductee and a LinkedIn influencer, building on 20 years of experience as an entrepreneur and sales professional. He combines nuanced strategy and real-world tactics to help professionals. I'm always looking for real-world tactics, so welcome to the podcast today, D-Fish. Thank you. Thank you. How are you today? We are doing wonderful, man. This is a this is exciting. I'm I for me as well. I'm looking forward to this conversation. That'll be great. Well, we're going to get started with our with our question we ask here on this podcast. What does leadership and being a leader mean to David Fisher? What is leadership? Right. It's 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 kind of the uh, the million dollar question. For me, leadership is has always been about modeling. Not, not necessarily behavior, but almost modeling values, right? Because I think a lot of times when we think about leadership, we think about, I think wrongly, somebody who's separate from us, right? Some, you know, the, the, the CEO or the, 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 the sales leader who's, who's out in the ether and um, kind of divorced from us. I, I think the best leaders are the ones who are actually showing the people that they're leading uh, how to create a vision, how to actually actualize that vision, how to work towards it. And and I say values because it's not just about the behaviors, but it's really about the underlying intentions that drive those behaviors. And I think that a good leader is always that they're there. They have that, that um, I guess you almost say that authenticity and that transparency to their intentions. And I think that comes through. Yeah, that's great. You know, we hear a lot about the authenticity. And, and when we ask this question, you know, you said something I haven't heard yet, modeling values. I think I think that's really good there that, you know, a leader is going to be an example. They need to set an example, be an example for others, and then also help them. One of the things you said in your application was holding people to their best and highest potential. Mm -hmm. I love that. That That's kind of the theme of this, this show is build yourself and build others. We have so much within us that we are capable of doing. And if we can encourage and inspire others to do that, and then, and as you allude to, the leader actually holds them to right. their highest potential. So I love that. That's great. All right, we're going to dive into the rest of your application here. One Let's of the things you it. said was help the people lead. I, I help, excuse me, help the people you lead identify and overcome their own obstacles to success. I think this is a, another great trait of a leader where where you where you see what they're what they're up against and and that wall that's in front of them and help them either to climb it or knock it down. Right. I I think that well, and this has often come up 
when I talk to people about, you know, you know, coaching and, and helping individuals, I think there's this mistaken idea that most of us don't know what's getting in our way. And the reality is, is very few of us uh, have no idea what the problem is. Like if you ask most of us, we know what's keeping us from achieving whatever it is we want to achieve. Right. And so I think that often, you know, again, whether that leader means somebody who's the leader of an organization, a leader in your, um, in your community, in your faith group, no matter, you know, your sales manager, if you're a salesperson, I come from a sales background, what a good leader is doing isn't po necessarily pointing out all of your challenges. Um, if you need some, some clarity, maybe, but it's really a good leader is going, Hey, you know what you want to do. I mean, heck, let's say you wanted to, to get in better shape. Very few of us are like, I don't know how to get in better shape. It's like, you know, eat better, exercise more. But a good leader in this case would be somebody who goes, hey, what's keeping you from, from the gym? What's keeping you from getting some movement? And hey, why are you uh, always choosing those potato chips and ice cream? And what can we do differently? And then when I say holding somebody accountable, to me, accountability is simply letting somebody answer and then making them stick to that answer, Right. Um, not wiggle their way out of it. And so I think that's a that's a really important key to leadership. And I, I mean, just even if you don't want to call it leadership, just again, coaching or helping somebody else be successful, we don't have to give them the answers. We just have to let them, you know, pay attention to their own answers. Love that. And I think paying attention to your own answers and knowing those objectives, okay, this is what I would like to do. And then a, a true leader is going to say, okay, well, this is how you do it. And you, you already, like you alluded to, you already know this, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to help remind right. you and hold you accountable for it. that. That's wonderful. So, so you, you live in a digital world and, and you talk about how the digital world needs to be an integrated into our offline conversations and relationships. I want to hear more about this, unpack this for, for myself and the listeners. Yeah. You know, so I actually throughout my career have done a lot um, working with people and organizations on the digital space. So whether that's Zoom video calls, or I do a lot, for example, on LinkedIn, helping people use, use those tools. What I think happened, we went through this period, all of us, where the digital was one of the only ways we could communicate, right? Going through social distancing or the pandemic and however each of us experienced that, like we, we couldn't have this offline uh, engagement in the same way that we always had. And so I think we had to figure out quickly how to use digital tools. You know, even the fact that we're having this call is kind of amazing, right? We're a continent away from each other. And just, you know, with a few clicks of a button, able to have a great conversation and record it and then share it with others. I think though, one of the big things that we've been wrestling with for the 20 plus years that we've really had digital communication is that we think it's separate. Right. We think, OK, I have this call with Brian here, but that but that's different than my offline life. All right. Or like I engage with somebody on LinkedIn, but that's different than if I go to my chamber of commerce meeting. And I'm finding that the people that are the most successful are really the ones who go, hey, these are just all tools I have to build relationships. And if I can bring them in uh, with, you know, concurrently, the better. I, I, I use a great example. Um you know, I recently had my, my first travel gig where I went to speak to a group, uh, you know, since the pandemic started. And the reason I was at that engagement, the reason I got hired was because the executive director of this association 
Uh, she was married to a guy that I had met on LinkedIn six years ago, had been on his podcast. He'd been on mine. We'd become, I would say, f- friends. We had never meet, we had never met in the real world <laughs> until I went to this engagement because he was there um, you know, with his wife. That was the first time we ever met. And so if you think about it, are, are those offline relationships or are they online relationships? I say, hey, let's stop trying to like, you know, classify and just say these again, these are just human relationships. And we use all these different tools to actually make them happen. David, that is that is wonderful. And, and as a podcast host, I've got to meet a lot of cool people. As you said, it's just so convenient mm-hmm. these days to use this technology to our advantage and create these relationships. And so, you know, and, and one of the things I've had to learn, you know, during the pandemic, the Zoom became very popular. So I got a little familiar with that. And then <laughs> Uh, when I first started this podcast back in 2019, my cousin told me I had a face for radio and I have to agree. I have to agree with him. I, he, I think he's right. Especially those that are watching this on YouTube today. They'll, be, they'll, they'll agree with him. Don't as well. be so harsh on yourself, Ryan. You're doing just, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the, the video was one of those things I did not want to do. I went kicking and screaming to the, towards the video, mm-hmm. but, but I've realized, you know, some people want to see it. Some people want to see the podcast. Others want to listen to it while they're driving. Yep. So we're, we're making it both available. But the technology is so easy. Even an old construction guy can do it. And, and so don't limit yourself. You know, that wall that you're hitting when you say you can't have these relate these digital relationships. Yeah. Overcome that. It, it's it's a whole lot easier than you think it is. I, I think that's exactly right. And, and I think the more that we can then ping back and forth between the two, you know, if we meet somebody in our local area, I, I mean, I do a lot of networking here. I'm in the, the Chicagoland area. Uh, in person and then, you know, continue those conversations online. And then when we go back offline, you know, there's people that I haven't seen, you know, for months and then I run into again and it's not starting from scratch. It's like, Hey, I saw that thing that you did with that other client of yours, or, Hey, I saw you got a promotion. Congratulations. I mean, that's, I think that's, what's really exciting about being able to integrate all these tools into our, our relationship building. That's great. I think that's great advice for the listeners. Hopefully they're taking notes with that one on, <laughs> on how to integrate the, these, this new world that we live. You know, a lot of businesses are talking about going to a hybrid where you work part of your time yeah. at home and where you work part of the time in the office. And so you're going to have to integrate these technologies to, to do what you do. So I think that's 100%. awesome. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. You know, here, another thing you said is the power of empathy and leadership and customer interaction. So I know a lot of people talk about empathetic leadership, but in customer interactions, I think that's another thing that, that maybe people need to understand. Maybe you got a small business and you need to be empathetic to your customers. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, we can even piggyback on what we were just talking uh, about as far as the, the online and the offline. We use this word relationship building. Like, well, what are relationships? They're, 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 they're empathetic connections with another person. And I think that whether it's in, you know, in person or on a, a Zoom call or, you know, on a social media site, what 
human beings really want is somebody to kind of get them, to understand them. And, and that's actually, if you look at what empathy really means, it doesn't mean that you're, you're feeling for somebody, that's sympathy. Empathy just is basically being able to say, I get it. I get where you're coming from. I, I, if I was in your shoes, I would understand your perspective. And really, if you think about, yes, definitely leaders working with the people that are following them. But if we think about the people we interact with on a daily basis, whether it's a, a customer, a prospective customer, a partner, uh, a potential hire, uh, a potential employer, the better you get at being able to see where they're coming from, the more successful you're going to be because then you start to, to know how to speak in, in terms of service to them, right? So instead of saying, instead of saying, again, I'm going to use a sales context here. Instead of saying, hey, you should buy this because I want you to, it's we've had this conversation and I understand the challenges you have uh, from your perspective. Let me show you how what I can, you know, what I can sell you can help you with those challenges that you just communicated to me. You know, it, right. That's a, that's just a much better way of working with people. I think, you know, it's, you don't have to like pressure somebody or anything. You're like, Hey, I get where you're coming from. Let me help you. And that's where I think empathy in general gets under um, utilized and underspoken about when we think about business, because we think it's just business. It's not personal. No, it should be personal. It should be human, be human to human. That's a good thing. And, and I, th I think the, the more we can do that, the more successful we'll be in, in whatever interactions we have. So I'm going to get off my empathy uh, soapbox right now. <laughs> hey, that it's it needs to be understood and, and, and better utilized. It's such a powerful tool to, to understand others. And you know, something, David, I struggled with early on, especially in this leadership role, is I don't have to agree with you to understand and respect you. I, I can, yeah. I, and especially that perspective thing you're looking at, man, I had a relationship with a very dear family member that was going south and I had to step back and say, let me think of the way they're looking at it, even though that's not the way I would look at it, but how are they looking at it? And right. once I did that, it was just, it was overwhelming to say, oh, wow, now I get why they're acting the way they're acting. And, and you so, might not like it. <laughs> exactly. I, I, you don't want to like it, but to understand it's going to help both of you. We're all the we're all the protagonist of our own story, right? So even if somebody's doing something that seems totally knuckle brained, there's a reason they're doing it. And so just like you shared, like if I can understand why they're doing it, I might not like it, I might not agree with it, but we all of a sudden don't have that friction and that stress of just thinking, you're a moron. You're like, oh, I get why you're doing that. So I'm gonna like reserve some of my judgment now and just try to it said not agree with you, but at least get along with you and work with you. It helps a lot for our employees. Yeah. <laughs> recognize where they're at. You know, they always talk about walking a mile in their shoes. You can 100%. do that. You can understand better where someone's at. So I just, I just think that's great. So you got this here about the, about the holding people to the best and highest potential. What are some ways and techniques that you have done that in the past? Yeah. So uh, how many hours do we have? No. <laughs> One of the things that um, I think is really important and, you know, uh, I started my business uh, doing mostly one-on-one -on -one business coaching and I've grown to like speak and to, to write, but I still, I love just that one-on-one -on -one interaction. And, and there's a couple specific things that I think all of us can do whenever we're trying to hold something accountable. The, the first is actually just make sure there's clarity about what is expected, right? So even just, and the way I think you get that is not by telling somebody, it's by asking, right? So just using questions and going, 
um, you know, if, uh, if you want to accomplish X, Y, and Z, or if you want to accomplish this goal, what are you going to do to make that happen? Right. And just, and then pausing, right. Silence is really important in these sort of accountability conversations because we want to like fill it in, especially when we know more than maybe the person that we're talking to. So let's say there's an employee that you're working with and you want to help them get better and they want to get better. Like it's so easy, you know, to go in and fix it versus saying, what do you think would be the best path forward? Like, what should you do the next time you have a, a customer that is irritating you? And then let them talk it through. Like if they need to stew in it a little bit, that's fine. Um, but then once, once they have answered and you think you've got a good answer, then just restating it for somebody is so powerful. Hey, so just to make sure that I understand what you said and that we're all on the same page here. So the next time this happens, you're going to respond in this way. Is that right? Just that alone clears up so much. Mis you know, th there's a, a great quote and I forget who said it, but it's, the, the biggest problem in communication is thinking that it happened. Yeah, that's right. You know? And so what's really interesting is I found everybody who's a good, you know, I said, whether it's a coach or we just, we're talking about leadership, it's not about saying stuff. It's about listening. And, and I almost kind of think of it as conversational uh, Aikido, where you just put leverage at that, that one place where, hey, maybe they said something that, that it's not really clear. Hey, I'm going to work harder. What does that mean? Oh, great. I love, Hey, Brian, love that. You're going to work harder. What let's, let's just, you know, let's just figure out what that means. What does work, work harder mean for you? Like, is that more hours? What is that? What does that actually mean? Because most of us just live in very nebulous worlds in our brains. Right. But the moment we can create that clarity, that's it. Cause to, to go back to that idea of accountability, all that really is, is then Hey, you said you were going to do X, Y, and Z. Did you do it? And, and you either did and we're going to celebrate together or you didn't. And I'm going to ask, why not? Not from a place of judgment. And that, in fact, I think that's one of the hardest things. If you want to talk about a skill to develop, if you want to be a good leader is non-judgment. Because like just we were talking with empathy. It's like you want, we're humans. We want to judge. But that that always closes somebody off. That always makes them defensive. Just... Hey, why, why didn't you do that? Oh, because you know, you didn't have the skill. You didn't have the ability. We can work on that because you went and partied the night before and you weren't in good shape. Okay. Well, maybe we can make better decisions next time. But uh, th those are, I think some of the kind of practical ways when we just have these conversations with people, um, we can hold them uh, accountable and not in a mean way, right? Cause it's always in service. Accountability is, should always be in service to the person you're holding accountable. That, that's great. And it makes me think about, you know, holding people accountable in the non-judgmental way means, means I want to help you. I want to help you do what you said you wanted to do. And if yeah. you come across authentically back to that authentic yeah. leadership, that, that you really, are, your desire is to help them meet their objectives, that then they're going to invite you in to, to be, be that counselor, be that friend to them. Absolutely. So one of the things you do here is you are a LinkedIn influencer. So first of all, tell the guests and, or excuse me, the uh, listeners, what that means. And then how do you do that? How, how can people become a LinkedIn influencer? <laughs> well, uh, show up on LinkedIn a lot. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I, I actually 
kind of cringe a little bit when I call myself an influencer because it's accurate, but I think we have this misconception of what being an, you know, a social media influencer is. If we think of like the Kardashians or something, or, Hey, I'm going to like hawk this lipstick and try to get people to buy, buy it. But, but really, you know, with my work um, on and, and with LinkedIn, I've had a chance uh, to, to partner with them and, and creating content to share. Um, I would actually, I, I would switch it up a little bit and say that for, for most people listening, the goal shouldn't become to, shouldn't be to become a LinkedIn influencer. The goal should be to be on whatever platform your, your network is on the people that you are trying to influence. It might be, especially in a B2B context, LinkedIn. And I, I call it being a micro influencer. Find the two to three to 400 people that you want to get in front of and you want to stay in front of, and then just start sharing. It's an overused phrase, but valuable content. And to me, valuable content is simply information that could help them make a decision more easily, more quickly, or with less risk. And so think about whatever area of expertise you have, whatever your business is, whatever area you work in, and start to share your perspective, your insights, your ideas, the curate content from other sources. Like you might be reading articles or listening to podcasts that are like, that are full of great stuff and that you would want to share. Start sharing it with your network and say, hey, I want you guys to listen to this because of this one thing that the guest D fish said that was amazing and you should check it out. Uh, look, I have a little self plug there, but, but that's where I really think that um, people are under utilizing a lot of these tools we have like LinkedIn where, I mean, heck less than 1% of the people on LinkedIn ever post anything less than 1%, which means it's actually really easy to start being seen and, and I know it's not just about snapping your fingers and getting on, on uh, you know, a public platform like that. We, we got we to gotta work up to it. But what a great way to influence uh, the people and lead the people that you want to lead, whether those are partners, prospects, clients, employees, or potential uh, partners. So th that's, that's really where I think most people need to look at using these, these tools and becoming a quote unquote influencer. I think that's wonderful advice. I love that. What I've been calling this year a filter of focus mm -hmm. is, is to filter it down to what I can do. I'm I'm not for everyone, you know, <laughs> but but I am for Neither someone. Am I. Right. I, yeah. get it. I am for someone. And and those yeah. some ones are listening to me on these podcasts. You know, I've got months of of content preloaded. So that makes it easier for me. I'm not I'm not yep. waiting to create so oh man, let me go do that real fast. I've got months prepared that, that I do post at least weekly, sometimes three, four times a week. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the podcast is one of those things. Every, every Love week it. there's going to be a podcast come out. There's going to be a few memes come out and those type of things have just set it up for me to make it easier so that, so that I'm prepared, but it's things that, that resonate with me that I share. And so of course that's right. going to be people that will resonate. I with. love that. And, and it, you're kind of joking a little bit, but it's so true. You're not for everyone and that's Okay. I had a mentor say, if you try to be everything to everybody, you're nothing to no one, right? So like, yeah, j don't try to have a million followers or anything like that. Go, who do I really want to influence? And let me share stuff that is authentic, right? It's true to who I am and what I feel is important, my values, and then and share that out for sure. That, that's awesome. Speaking of sharing, let, let's tell our listeners where they can find you your website up for those that are watching this on YouTube. We've got it up. It's a uh, www.davidjpfisher.com. Yep. Tell them what they can find there, David. 
So uh, come to our online home, davidjpfisher.com. Uh, I, I do write regularly. We've got actually over 400 articles on everything from LinkedIn to sales to networking, personal branding, relationship building, all that kind of good stuff. You can find a link to my podcast, Beer Beats and Business, uh, which is uh, full of conversations with uh, small business owners, uh, other entrepreneurs and experts in their field. Uh, you can also find a lot of great resources on uh, how to have a better presence on LinkedIn, how to do some of that content that we were talking about. And it's a kind of a portal to a lot of the other material we have. We do have a full YouTube channel. Uh, we've got an online course as well, the David J.P. Fisher uh, Sales and Business Academy. Uh, we can also check out some online courses from us. And of course, just come find me on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash IMDFish, I-A-M-D-F-I-S-H. That's wonderful. And that's actually where we connect. It was on LinkedIn. It I is. Your, your application. So that's a great place to, to meet up and find people that can influence you. So David's already done it. Share this. He's, he's left us some, dropped us some great golden nuggets here on this episode. So share this podcast with others. Do me a favor, go to whatever platform you're listening to this on, leave us an honest review and rating, and then subscribe. You know, you want to hear this on every week when we get these great guests that come on like David. So thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you want to reach out to me, you can send me an email at brianb at buildcs.net. You can visit our website, www.buildcs.net. You can find great content there as well. So thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.